and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I am James, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. I, you know, okay, hang on. I do this now a lot where you just say, I'm James, and I still say my full name. Whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this in. You're gonna hear all of this wonderful <laughs> intro. I'm Colin, one of your other hosts, and on this show we go through the MCU scene by scene in historical order until the end of time. And today we are talking about the year, the events of the year 1858, oh. which is from. See, it's the it's the last scene in Loki season one, episode one, which means. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If this That's is before June 9th, 2022, this is a spoiler alert. You should not listen to this if you haven't watched season one of, or season one, episode one of Loki. Correct. Um, the synop- we don't have any new uh, actors. Um, so here's a synopsis of what happens. Uh, this is by me. I wrote this myself. Um, <laughs> all by myself. You wrote this episode? I wrote this episode. I am insane. Um, in, I'm 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 the person that did this. Michael Waldron. Waldron, Michael Waldron. That's it. Anyways, this is the synopsis. Four hunters show up and they see some sort of staff driven into the ground where the where the time signature on that staff is early third millennium, which is a cool way of saying the two thousands through two thousand through two thousand nine hundred ninety nine. So early. So maybe like twenty twelve or something. Hmm. They notice oil all over the ground and assume that someone went back in time to get rich, which we'll talk about. They decide not to look for that person because of the paperwork involved. They're about to reset the timeline when they see someone in the mist. They go check it out. The hooded figure pulls out a lantern and drops it on the ground, setting the whole oil-covered field ablaze, killing the hunters and stealing and stealing their reset charges. Um, you, uh, Hunter U92, who we previously met in 1549... Um, crawls out of the flyer and tries to grab the reset charge, but is pulled away and killed. We are in uh, Salina, Oklahoma, in 1858. Uh, the president is currently James, great name Buchanan, and it is a weird middle uh, name. It, I mean, though not incorrect, though. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, who, of course, is a, dem- a Democrat from Pennsylvania, um, and I think I recall. Oh no, I haven't listened. Somewhere along the way, I learned that that. Oh no, I did. Um, I listened to that that podcast, Presidential, which each episode is about um, a different president. Okay. And I seem to recall James Buchanan uh, kind of ruled. Wait, hmm. no. Wait, no, he sucked. Actually, I'm. It's someone else. It, it's. I think he may have actually sucked. Actually, I think he sucked. Oh, um, uh, Garfield. James Garfield was was cool, and that's why they assassinated him. Uh, so Oklahoma is 49 years from statehood. Um, and so the big takeaway that I took from this is about oil in Oklahoma. Hmm. Oil was first discovered in Oklahoma by accident in 1859. Okay. Near Salina in okay. the then Oklahoma Territory. So this is a year before, which is why they think someone oh. has gotten a time time machine so and gone back to 1858. Yep. That that's that is a why that year oh, that shoot. is not yeah, we, that's why James. they wrote that year. Well, and I, I want to be clear that why that year, the way I the way I outlined it is, this scene has been assigned a year by, in the MCU wiki 
for reasons. Uh-huh. This would be like why that year special plot line edition where it's like, why did the writers make this 1858 oh, as opposed to okay. 1856? Yeah. I, I, um, okay. I just assumed it was like, okay, this seems like a arbitrary decision, but in fact it's because. It, it, and it's, it's a modern, it's a modification of, of why that year it's why, you know, why that year is someone that wasn't a Marvel writer picked this date for this. Why did they do that? And usually there's math involved. <laughs> this, what we're talking about is someone picked 1858 Salina, Oklahoma for a reason. And the reason is it's a year before they discovered uh, oil there. Uh, they discovered crude. it in a, it, hey, it, it's, it's rude and crude. They, hey, that's hey, Colin. Yeah. I mean, Raphael, uh, whoops. People, the, the, the hunters thought that, uh, that someone had uh, discovered oil sooner than uh, they should have. Right. And that's an Oklahoma joke. Um, because the sooner, yeah, you know, sooner. Like yeah, a, I, okay. I realize that people can't hear me shake my head. <laughs> you know, sometimes, like you know, I'm I'm pretty good at remembering it's an audio format, but every now and then I just I I only make a face or I shake my head or I just go, and like people don't like people can't sometimes hear or see those things. Right. Here, right. I'll try and shake my head really. Yeah, just really hard. You might be able to hear my my headphone uh, wire swing. A- actually, that kind of I made me a little dizzy. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in 1907, uh, before Oklahoma became oh, before Oklahoma became a state, it produced the most oil of any state or territory in the United States. Whoa. Um, and here's some history about Salinas, which has one of the um, funniest end of. End of the things. The last sentence of this uh, cracked me up. So here we go. In 1820, the United States Department of War authorized Epaphras Chapman. Ah, what a hell of a name. To establish the Union Mission near the mouth of the of Shat, of Shuto Creek to educate and convert the Osage. The mission had the first printing press in present day Oklahoma. Hmm. Under its policy of Indian removal. That's what they called it. That's not what I'm calling it. The U.S. government began to remove Native American tribes from the southeast, giving them land in the territory in exchange. So they moved everyone out to Indian territory, which, again, what they called it. The Indians boiled salt from the water rising from limestone rock about a mile south of the trading post. Springs included one hot one hot water geyser that shot boiling water eight to ten feet in the air. Chuteau obtained the springs in a treaty in 1825 and sold them to Sam Houston, Yes, that's Sam Houston in 1830. A Cherokee, Captain John Rogers, began making salt from the springs and named them Grand Saline, like for salt. He built his home nearby. Washington Irving, the guy who wrote Sleepy Hollow, visited on October 6th, 1832, accompanied by Sam Houston. In 1838, the government began moving Cherokee to the area in implementation of the Indian Removal Act because America sucks. By 1839, huh? Huh? 1839, um, Getting there. Rogers was operating 115 salt kettles. He lost the salt works in 1844 to the Cherokee Nation under a new law defining their territory. So he kind of got, what's that called? Uh, uh, eminent domain. He kind of got like, no, Damn. this is now not your land anymore. Um, the Cherokee leased the works to Lewis Ross, brother of, of uh, Chief John Ross. Oh, okay. Which I don't, which I think is different from Captain John Rogers. Anyways, um, or I made a typo. 
Ross built a house there and operated the salt business using African-American slave labor, which was the fashion at the time. Drilling for salt water in 1859, Ross accidentally hit the first vein of oil in Indian Territory, which is named Oklahoma now. It flowed at the rate of 10 barrels a day for a year. Jesus Christ. Which is a lot of fucking oil. Yeah. He operated two stores in Salina. In 1862, during the American Civil War, Union soldiers came down unopposed on the Grand River to Salina, to Salina and set all the slaves free. The soldiers ransacked the Ross homes. The, the Ross home had the slaves load everything on wagons. The slaves were like, I'm sorry, what? They're like, no, 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 you're free. Just can you load up those cars, please? Like, listen, just do us one favor. Just like one, like a parting favor. We... We need a hand. They're like, we would like to leave. They're like, listen, I promise it's the last job. You know what I mean? It's you wouldn't like, want us to not make you free anymore, would you? Oh, uh? God. Yeah, I mean, I would not um, put it past America. No, yeah, I mean, I, I would sure. say, like, to me, like, that's what almost, like, I mean, uh, I'm not trying to equate slavery to a job. But right. uh, I will say, like, that is what every job that I've ever had has been like, where it's like, I'm leaving. And they're like, like, cool, cool, cool. Hey, before you do quit yeah. or leave or whatever, like, we do just need one more thing from you. And I'm like, I, I'm leaving. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I know that. But could you could you just do this one thing? And you're like, I don't <laughs> understand why you don't get this. <laughs> right. And then I and then I do it anyway, because I like feel bad. But then I'm like, right. I, I shouldn't have to do this. But, you know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, train the um, people that come after me kind of thing, even though like, yeah, I'm like, I'm exactly. leaving. They're like, cool, just train your replacement. I'm like, why? Like, that's such a waste of yeah. my time. Anyway. It's because they don't know how to do what you do. Um, Honestly, that that does sound true for my last job, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they load, they had the, the former slaves load everything onto wagons, hauled the goods across the border to the free state of Kansas. In 1872, the Cherokee Nation purchased the Ross home for $26,000 and used it for years as the Cherokee Orphan Asylum. It was destroyed by fire in 1899. Reconstructed, the structure is now used as a gym. Huh. So now it's a gym. All of that, and now you can work out there. So like... Planet Fitness. <laughs> pla <laughs> planet <As> Fitness... <laughs> Don't be salty if you come to Selena for Planet Fitness. I couldn't think um, of like a, a funny, like I was trying to, I, I, really quick, I was trying to rack my brain like with Anytime Fitness, LA Fitness, uh, you know, Gold's <laughs> Gym, but I was like, right, like Texas Gold's Gym, like, you know, like, I right. don't know, like, you know, I was, I was trying right. to think. Uh, what, Black what is, Gold's Gym. Black Gold's, there we go, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, see, like that would have been a better joke, but like I was trying to go through it as fast as possible, and yeah. I couldn't think of anything, so I was like, oil comes from the planet, so I was like, planet fitness, sure. I Listen, I, I liked it. You know, um, I also just thought of another joke that I wish I'd said when you had mentioned that they, you know, picked up everything and went off to Kansas. I could have yeah. been like, ah, carry on, my wayward son, you know? Nice. Like, and I, I, I I'll, in post, maybe I'll put that. Well, you know, some jokes are like dust in the wind, Colin. Um, <laughs> so uh, that is all I have in terms of stuff that I researched about about the thing. Um, I well, we are recording this on June 27th. So oh, yeah. uh, as of uh, recording, three episodes of Loki have come out. Uh, I do have a better idea about why we were in 1549 and 79 and 18. Well, 1549 and 1858. Um, 79 is a whole other thing that, that we right. talked about back then. Um, I have a better idea about why we're here. And it doesn't have to do with anything to do with the, time, the specific date uh, that they go to. 
Right. I mean, yeah, I was going to say it's, it's, I mean, just to sort of like talk a little bit about the Loki stuff, like, um, cause we, we have talked a little bit about like already about what their theory was. Cause it literally is the first Loki thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, it's very clear essentially that like they are just like we mentioned in 79 AD, they are hiding in, um, these like, you know, big catastrophes where like they wouldn't be noticed. But, like, they right. are specifically going to times outside of that in order to gain the attention of the TVA, uh, which is, what, right. 1858 and uh, what was the other one? Uh, like, the 1549. 15- yeah, 1549. Yeah. Those two were, like, not catastrophe times where they were like, I want your attention. But I wonder if this was specifically designed as a trap. Because that thing that's in the that's in the, the ground, that, like, staff that's, like, glowing or whatever— mm-hmm. That's to get the oil out of the ground. Yes. And um, I that just occurred to me. And so it's basically like, I'm let me invite you to my kill zone. Oh, There's absolutely. Oil everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, the whole yeah. thing was a trap from the beginning, for sure. Oh, yeah. I just hadn't, I hadn't, I had, I was like, so there was oil out there in the fields. I hadn't put my notes together with the events of the oh, thing. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand. Um, yeah. The, and I the, forgot about that thing stuck into the ground until like I watched a, it. It's like today. an automatic shovel almost. Like, I don't know how to yeah. describe that. It's not quite a drill, but it's also not like yeah. technology that we have like in today, uh, today's Let me day see age. if there's a, a thing on um, the um, MCU wiki has some good stuff like items. Let's see if they call it anything. Yeah, it is. It is something that I think is TVA issued, if I'm not mistaken. Quantum ore shovel is what it's called. Hmm. A quantum ore but shovel. Maybe it's not TVA based, but it might be something from the future. Yep. Because we haven't it, gotten it's there. It's for sure from the have, future. It says we have made gone to the circa future. 2001 to 2040s. Okay. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So that's okay. what that is. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, I I thought that was a really good scene because, like, uh, me too. You know, something that I think is very common in comic books and comic book movies is a like a team or a force like sort of militant group for for perhaps Mm -hmm. right that they really think that they're like top shit uh but because they're not the heroes it is kind of like a red shirt situation right you see a bunch of people go in in like these SWAT uniforms and like (laughs) we've never seen them before so of course they're not going to make it out of there right and so (laughs) they go into these like these traps and into these situations that are just designed to just be killing floors, you know? Right. Um, and they always think that they're, like, so, like, tough. And it makes me think of uh, Watchmen when okay. uh, they are going after Rorschach. And yeah. they, you know, they they break in and then they, like, they essentially lock everything up. And he's like, the issue is, is that they think that I'm trapped in here with them. And he's uh-huh. like, uh, and they says, but in reality... They're trapped in here with me, right? And right. like, and then he just fucking destroys them. And like, that's exactly what this sort of thing feels yeah. like to me. They're like, we've got them cornered, and then they're yeah. he's like, Haha. no, no, I've got you cornered. And they're like, what? <laughs> it's like the Uno reverse card, basically, is what is what's yeah. happening. They're like, the, ha. <laughs> there's a there's a, a a scene I just watched in Punisher where they're like, you took out thirteen people. He's like, yeah. Trained killers. And he's like, I guess, I mean, I guess not. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I know exactly what scene you're talking about because that, I, that got a literal like LOL for me. Like I was watching that because like John Bernthal has such a great delivery oh. on stuff. Uh, I mean, like just, he's so, he's so good at like the gruff stuff, but I loved yeah. how like that wasn't even necessarily gruff. He was like, and it's not even cocky either. He's just like, I mean, I guess not. Like, like he's kind of like <laughs> yeah. throwing some real shade on them and like, 
you know, just like really being like, I mean, were they trained killers? Because that was not a challenge, you know, like, I, you know, what I trained killers do is kill successfully. And right. And he's like, I mean, here I am. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that sort of thing. Um, um, yeah, I think that is it, though, that I oh, have cool. um, in terms of the whole thing. Um, so if we want to do social media, we can uh, we can get out of here. Absolutely. So if you like our show. And you want to hear more from us. You want to see some memes. You want to see some tweets. You want to see some documents. You want to see some polls that James runs. You want to see the tweet where James says, Dormammu have come to make a bargain that he retweets every, you know, like like two or three days or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, it's like if you want to see any of that, follow us at Timeline Scav, uh, Twitter.com slash Timeline Scav or at Timeline Scav. Uh, if you want to hear more from me, if you're like, oh, this one guy. Who makes like the really like the the worst jokes of the two? Uh, I really want to know more about his whole thing. Uh, that is uh-huh. at Colin M. Parker. And there's only one L in my name, by the way, just in case people were confused. Right. Uh, and also, real quick, we're part of the Scavengers Network, so check us out at Scavengers Net on Twitter or ScavengersNetwork.com, where you can find other great shows on the Scavengers Network, like. Um, like uh, the first show to join the network that wasn't made by me, uh, Spooky Spouses. Uh, they were sort of like, they were kind of like the dawn of time for the Scavengers mm, Network mm-hmm. in a way, right? For the timeline. Yeah. Uh, and th- it's an unbelievably lovely show. It I know the name has the word spooky in it, but I guarantee there's only one episode that actually kind of spooked me. Uh, everything else is usually just kind of like, they, they're, they're mostly goofy. They're kind of goofy spouses, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think... It's yeah. so fun. It is so cute. Uh, Jordan and Lindsay Reed host the show together, uh, and it's just an absolute delight. Uh, I can't get enough of the show. And, um, you know, great people, great friends, great podcast. So check out yeah. Spooky Spouses uh, on scavengersnetwork.com. You can listen to an episode directly from our website. Uh, now, James, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter at Unabashed James. And if you wanted to um, dig down into the earth a little bit and go to patreon.com slash the scavengers network, what you're going to find is about 10 barrels a day for (laughs) two whole years of bonus content um, that uh, we have made going back a couple years, I think. Um, Yeah, through 2019, I think. Yeah. And going forward, you know, until the end of time, uh, presumably. we have uh, written content, video content, uh, audio content, um, all right. sorts of stuff. Um, and yeah, it's really going to, you know, set your whole world ablaze. So go over to patreon.com slash the scavengers network. And for $2 a month, you can get access to all of that bonus content. Uh, so at the time of recording this, like by the time this comes out, there's a bunch of stuff that'll have come out onto the feed by then. Uh, but I just recorded uh the first piece of bonus content for a five episode mini series that is only on the patreon so that's all i'm gonna say about it to sort of tease it and get you interested in it uh and james is on an episode i'm on an episode i mean i'm on i'm on all of them uh but james is on an episode uh sam grez is on an episode so uh you know you're you're gonna want to check it out uh patreon.com slash the scavengers network and like james said just two dollars a month Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. Excelsior.
It's right. a lot of gas. <laughs> I, I make my own gas. <laughs> I make, hey, champ, listen, I made Spider-Man and I make my own gas. <laughs> Everyone's like, okay, Stan, please stop. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Promo and You'll Miss It, the Bleak and You'll Miss It promo, where every promo is over before you know it. I am James, your host, and we've been getting scads and scores and, and hordes of people wanting to know how to get in touch with me via the show Blink and You'll Miss It. And that is easy. I'm on Twitter at Blink226Racer, which is a reference to Season 1, where we covered Blink-182, Plus 44, and Boxcar Racer. So 182 plus 44 is 226. So at Blink226Racer. Talk to me. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused treasured content.